For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Okay, guys, and here is part two of Jill's coaching reveal, this time featuring a young Boston Celtics assistant coach. Enjoy. So next up, we have Will Hardy. So he's another young one. Hardy is 34. He played Division Three basketball at Williams. And then right after that, um, into the 2010-2011 season, uh, he was hired as a basketball ops intern with the Spurs. Um, and then the 2011-2012 season, he was promoted um, uh, to the uh, assistant, or I shouldn't say promoted. He interviewed and was hired as the assistant video coordinator. In 2013-2014 season, uh, he was then promoted to the video coordinator. And then the following, um, so he spent that for um, two seasons. And then the 2015-2016 season, he was promoted onto Pop's bench as an assistant coach. And then um, the 2019 uh 20 season he was then promoted as uh one of the lead assistants on popovich's bench um uh so in total he spent 11 seasons with the spurs uh working his way up again from an intern all the way to an uh a lead assistant and then um in 2021-2022 season this current season uh, when Ime Udoka was hired as the head coach from the Boston Celtics, uh, he brought over Will Hardy as they had a really good relationship from when Ime was on uh, Pop's uh, bench with the Spurs for all those years. And so, um, again, Will is very well loved. So, again, Hardy's been a rapidly rising name in the coaching profession in recent years. Uh, he's had interviews the last couple of years with New York Knicks, Indiana Pacers, and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, like I mentioned, he spent 11 total seasons with the Spurs um, and six total year or seven total years on the bench and then uh, moved over to Boston. And then um, during his time on the Spurs bench, he also uh, was the head coach of the summer league team from 2015 to 2018. In circles around the league, uh, the common theme thrown around is it's not a matter of if Hardy gets his chance to run an NBA team, it's a matter of when. Um, something that Hardy goes to say that uh, what helped him in San Antonio was he uh, had access and transparency. He says, they let me be in film sessions. There's pretty much an open door policy with the assistants that you work with. Um, and he talked about this on the 2020 coaching panel. He said, Brett Brown, when he worked with him in the video room, he said he sat in his office all day, um, and just watched him go through his process, asked him questions. He'd ask Hardy questions and he started to learn, um, how Brown was actually getting, um, to his answers, watching him and then how he was evaluating a team. 
they were getting ready to play and how he was figuring out what he was going to do for the game plan schemes, etc. So he says that uh, one of his things as he's gone forward is he tries to do that for any of the video guys that work for him now, you know, regardless of what organization he's in, he very much believes in developing the people underneath you because that's how um, everybody succeeds. And he knows in order for him to, to move on and develop, uh, they need people underneath him, you know, that, that can be trusted. And so essentially as he, you know, everybody wins. So uh, something that Popovich has said is, well, Hardy's a talented young basketball mind who's earned a great deal of respect from everyone in the organization. Thanks to his knowledge, spirit, and personality He's a good learner. He's become someone who understands what is important as far as winning and losing. And more than that, development on an individual basis for a player. He spent a lot of time in the gym over the last few years with Chad and Chip watching the drills, techniques, and how they approach the young kids and what they call vitamin. He said um, to what they, and that means what they do um, every day over and over again um, as, as a practice in San Antonio. Uh, quite Leonard had this to say about him. Um, Will's a great guy. He loves what he does. We're close. He dissects my games and gives me my weaknesses to work on and also my strengths. I think he'll be a great coach in the future when he wants to become a head coach. Uh, another pop quote was that, um, uh, Leonard bought into the Spurs teachings early and that he worked his ass off specifically with Will Hardy. Um, another quote from Hardy was, you still have to find a balance when you're not their buddy. You still have to command a little bit of respect as someone who, uh, they're going to listen to. I just try to be somebody who they, uh, know was going to bring a lot of energy every day and somebody that was going to be, uh, they're working hard. I think that's how you gain respect from those guys just by showing them that you'll take it seriously and that you think about it a lot and work hard at it. That way, when you have something for them, they know that it's uh, thought through and you're not just spitballing. Um, I will say one thing it's always hard to do uh, when it comes to the Spurs is really find anything on any individual coach on X's and O's. They very much pride themselves on um, keeping things in-house to an extent and um, very much sharing the load, um, between coaches, where, as you've seen the last couple of years, when, when pop has gone out, um, they've had basically, uh, you know, weak schedules of Becky, you're going to coach this game. Will you're going to coach this game. Um, Tim Duncan, you were going to coach this game. Like there was always, um, a very much spread around aspect of, much to what Hardy was saying was that they want to develop everybody because they know it makes them better. And they also want to see their people succeed. Um, it's, it's not a, you know, a little foot situation where you're having to worry about someone, you know, stabbing you in the back, um, or, or taking your position or anything like that. It's from what they say is very much a family oriented, um, you know, uh, working kind of relationship. So there, there's going to be a lot of quotes and things like that um, that you can find. So again, I'll keep sharing those. But just so you know, um, San Antonio likes to keep things tight-lipped. Um, but they all go on to succeed. So you know what? It, it works. Uh, something else Hardy says 
um, you know, one of his defining things as a coach or, and I will say his non-negotiables of what he expects from players. Uh, you play defense, share the ball and compete. I think that checks off again, ever, everything that a Kings fan would, would want to see um, from their, from their team, play defense, share the ball and compete uh, things that we don't do often. So I love that is that as a non-negotiable. Um, when we talk about culture, uh, the Spurs are always high on the list when it comes, you know, to places and, and building sustainable long-term cultures, um, call me crazy, but if you can hire someone to come in and bring that, um, and who's actually given the reins to implement that, uh, again, it can do wonders here. Um, if you can get to that, that family aspect and not the little foot aspect, uh, I think you would see a lot of success. Uh, so another thing that um, Hardy says was over the 11 years, there's plenty of time where you just sort of sit back and you think for a second and you can't believe where you are. This, this is talking about being with the Spurs. Whether that's a shoot around with Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, or you just walk out of a meeting going, I just argued with Greg Popovich in a coach's meeting. What am I doing? Those moments were frequent from the day I got there to the day I left. And beyond basketball, Hardy says he valued the way the Spurs operated as an organization. Um, he says, you know, many things have been, uh, you know, talked about uh, pops of wine gatherings and team dinners. He's long tried to build team camaraderie through social gatherings. But to Hardy, uh, Popovich's human side, uh, went well beyond the drinks and food. He says that he says that Popovich and R.C. Buford, the Spurs CEO, prioritized family over everything else, even basketball. As seriously as those in San Antonio took their jobs, they always carried the perspective that life is bigger than the game. If a conflict between work and family ever arose, Hardy said Popovich encouraged players and staff members to choose the latter side. A doctor's appointment, whatever. I just think there's a lot of small things over the years where people may make you feel guilty for doing something for your family. And I think that uh, they always push you to take care of your life first. And then that keeps the work part important to you because you know that there's a care for you um, as an actual person there. <clears throat> he goes on to talk about how, um, you know, an incident with his dad and, and his dad um, had had some health, health issues and the Spurs and Popovich were nothing but um, accommodating to him. And basically, as he says, family first, we have your back. We're here, you know, when go, go take care of your things and, and know we're here. And again, you don't have to worry about someone taking your job. You don't have to worry about, you know, losing, ed, you know, advantages, things like that. Like go do what you need to do and come back. We will be here for you and we will keep this thing growing and credit to them. They groomed for 11 years. Um, he was then hired again by Ime, um, in Boston and, uh, you know, something, uh, you know, that Ime thinks enough of him that, uh, you know, it was always said if he ever went out in protocols, uh, Hardy's the man, um, he would be taking over. Uh, he's, you know, when they do those, uh, coaching interviews, pregame, postgame, things like that, Hardy's frequently, uh, you know, interviewed for 
um, the uh, the news, uh, you know, their NBC broadcasts in, in Boston. And so you can always hear him talking. Um, so I recommend looking up um, those tweets if you can. It's always it's always nice hearing from him and, and his thoughts. Um, Hardy talks about building the org from the ground up and making sure everyone around you is uh, ready. Um, and that uh, everyone around you is ready and ready to move up because he says, if the people below you aren't ready to move up, then nobody's moving up. Uh, in an interview, he talks about how he wouldn't have moved up. He would not have moved up had Brett Brown not been ready to take his next step. And so he very much again, views what he says, what he did in the, you know, the Spurs org and what he's doing now with uh, Boston, that he's always trying to get the people below him ready so that when he's ready to move on, he knows that the place he's leaving is, is taken care of. And there's just, there's that good relationship. He wants to leave organizations just as good as, as he came into them um, and that things are sustainable. And, and I really respect that. He says, empower your people, you know, um, don't feel threatened by them, which is something we often hear with the Kings. And so again, the two coaches I talked about, uh, both had Spurs, you know, backgrounds, um, and both were tasked to be their head coaches with, with coaches out. And I think that speaks volumes about them, uh, coming from two really good organizations at the, you know, in the top of the league right now. And so, um, yeah, that, that's Will Hardy, and he's kind of the boy wonder right now um, at 34. But I, again, it's just another, another good name that's out there. And uh, I've given you quite a few, and we have more to come. But again, it just shows you, you know, when I, as same thing when I did these front office, you know, podcasts, the same thing with the coaching that it just shows you how much talent is, is out there. And, there's a lot of people that have, you know, that have, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of people that have worked for years, you know, in the NBA that are just waiting for their opportunity, whether you're 34 or 43 or in your fifties, there's, there's people that have worked for, you know, 15 plus years in the league and, and are still waiting for that first shot. So as much as I get hiring, you know, someone that that's been around, um, and had a head coaching job before there's plenty of reasons why I still like these first timers because they're not, they're not brand new to the NBA. They've, they've been around and they've put in their time. So, um, yeah, that was this week's and, uh, get ready for, uh, more coaching candidates next week. Thanks for listening as always guys.